sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. Now it's time for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I've been joined by Leith Califf, who's Head of Investment Analysis at AJ Bell. We're going to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective. Um, where do we want to begin, though? Because it looks as if America, as so often, is uh, somewhat <laughs> of a driving force for world markets. Yeah, absolutely. Should we, should we begin there? It probably makes sense, doesn't it? So, I mean, there have been some, some pretty... Um, interesting developments in the in the first sort of initial few days of the of the of the new year uh i think probably the the big one which a lot of people will probably have read about is um apple becoming the the, the first company in the world um to uh, reach a status of being worth three trillion dollars yeah. so um you know a phenomenal uh, amount amount of money i mean it's very difficult to get a handle on what that means really but to kind of put it in some kind of investment context, um, the FTSE 100, so the 100 biggest stocks in the um, in the UK stock market, are, are currently worth around 2.7 trillion dollars. Um, so slightly less than Apple if you st- stack them all together, mm. um, and that includes you know you know companies like Shell, BP, Unilever, AstraZeneca. You know these are not shrinking violets of the uh, of yes. the investment world. Yeah. So. You know, it's, it's a it's a it's a pretty big uh, number clearly you know a, a huge success story for a company that was you know allegedly founded in a garage in 1976 um, um and you know it's it's obviously you know been a very successful company largely because of the iphone um but more recently it's it's been clever to supplement that with kind of ancillary services as well so things that actually it's selling through the iPhones so things like apple pay apple music um cloud storage and all of that stuff which gives them recurring revenues and also all those little you know iPhones and iPads all those millions mm. of handsets across the world act as very useful sales devices of course for Apple products so yeah so um, I, I feel somewhat pained by this because I've been using Apple <laughs> products since 1987 but at no right. stage have I actually bought the shares I and mean, for a long time <laughs> the shares did absolutely terrible terribly and it was long it was probably the iPhone I suppose and and maybe yeah. the iPod a little bit before that that suddenly woke people but very interesting that dad I mean it's about 10 years on isn't it since um, Steve Jobs died and it's yeah. quite unusual for a tech company like that that seemed so uh, based upon one man's vision um to to, to not well not just survive but prosper um, prosper yeah abs- i've absolutely. seen people saying oh it'll be the first four trillion one as well but we still have to see well but- it's, it's, it's it's interesting that you say that because i mean it became you know it was it was only a, you know kind of a, a few years ago that it reached the one trillion mark mm-hmm. i think it was in 2018 and then in 2020 it was the two trillion mark and now it's the three trillion mark so you know the speed of that that meteoric rise also does set some alarm alarm bells ringing. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, we shall see. And now, um, talking of alarm bells, I mean, we need to look at what's been happening uh, elsewhere in the states, where the, the the Fed, I understand, have warned that rate rises may be needed uh, f- earlier and perhaps even faster than um, people were expecting to tame inflation. Yeah. Though I have to say, market reaction seems quite odd because you would have thought. I mean, apart from anything else, I mean, Russ Mould. Um, of your parish has been warning about this for months and months and months. You know, well, he's like, always ahead of the curve. That's yes, well, <laughs> quite clearly, if many people have been listening to it. But it's as if the markets have suddenly woken up to, to inflation. And we all know yeah, that central banks have been a bit behind the curve on this. It is, it is a bit odd, to be honest with you, because, you know, these are actually the, the what was released was sort of minutes 
from um, the meeting in December. So the, the decision was announced in, in, in December and all the important stuff, but this was kind of the, the kind of talking points behind it. And for whatever reason in December, really markets weren't rattled by what the Fed decided mm. to do then. But suddenly, you know, we entered into January and, um, you know, the kind of the, 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 uh, the context that was provided by the minutes has, has sort of spooked the S&P falling sort of 2%. So it's still a fairly small mm. Small four, but yes. I guess Apple's, it, it, Apple's not back to two trillion yet. It's not back to two trillion <laughs> quite yet. No, we've still got quite some considerable room for maneuver on that front. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, but I mean, it might might well set the tone for this year. I suspect because there is going to be this, I think, tussle between um, you know where 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 do you go to put your money to um, to kind of stave off inflation, and the answer to that is probably the stock market is probably one, one mm. of the one of the best places to go but at the same time you know rising interest rates might be taking the, the shine off of some of some of those assets and particularly particularly the kind of longer growth stories like the tech companies which mm. are which are built on on cash flows in the distant future uh, which when you discount them back by by interest rates if those interest rates are higher they, they become worth less so um, I think I think that's an interesting narrative to start the year because I suspect it's going to play out for for for, for a large part mm-hmm. of uh, 2022. Well, let's just take a, a, a quick breather and then we'll we'll look at some more uh, domestic issues. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to um, Share Radio and to uh, the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm talking to Leith Caliph of AJ Bell. Um, we've just got through the Christmas period, which usually for retailers is the big period. I mean, you know, a good Christmas can make up for you know months of rather dull business. Um, going into it, retailers were getting a bit worried. How has? I mean, we've got some indications now how it's gone. How has it gone? Well, yeah, the early indications are pretty well, actually. Um, so we've had supermarket sales um, uh, data from 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 Kantar, who compile um, data across the UK market, um, and, and they said the grocery sales were came in at eleven point seven billion pounds. Mm. So to give you some context, that's pretty much in line with last year. Very slight, slightly bit less, but um, if you remember last year we were sort of like we had much higher restrictions in place and so there wasn't really much option apart from to go and spend money in kind of in, in supermarkets yes, or online yes. in supermarkets so the fear was that this year wouldn't be as good because we could we could kind of go out a bit more and of course that was kind of constrained a bit by a fears of a migrant at the very probably later stages of, of, of the kind of Christmas period mm. but that was that was a pretty you know kind of positive uh, positive takeaway I think for the UK supermarket sector and then today we've also had sales figures out from from next which again uh, were, were positive for the Christmas period next actually delivered its fifth profit upgrade in 10 months um, so sales were, were good enough for them to upgrade profits again and they also said profits are going to grow by 4.6 percent in 2023 and the shares are down three percent today so you know explain that to me if you can but that's the way the market goes sometimes yes. um, so it's it's sometimes you know it's, it's, it's all about the expectations and and the thing with next is I think they do they do tend to do this every year they come out they're the first company really to report yeah. in the in in the first year for the first year normally pretty good results because they're a pretty good company uh, but also quite a kind of gloomy outlook because they tend to like to under promise and over deliver which if you were to choose which way around you want it that's probably the right the right yes. way around but <laughs> uh, but but they did kind of flag you know that there are some challenges for 2023 particularly 
um, inflationary pressures in wages, inflationary pressures, you know, affecting, you know, kind of discretionary spending, because we're all going to be spending more on um, energy, for instance, and, and also um, tax rises. Um, they flagged, you know, this new kind of social care levy and also um, um, frozen allowances I mean people are going to be paying more taxes. So is that also going to dent their propensity to go out and, and spend pounds and pennies on the in the UK's um, retail stores and, and, and online, of course? Um, and, and that's where my next is now doing, my, uh, you know, a lot of its, its, its business is, is, is online because, as we know, kind of footfall is still declining in the um, um, in, in shopping centres. Mm. Laith, thank you very much indeed. I've been in conversation with Laith Calliff, Head of Investment and Assets at AJ Bell, looking out the financial outlook for personal investors. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.